UK Gamers Podcast. Well, it's a new year, so happy new year, everyone. Let's see what 2017 will bring us. Now, 2016 for me was a bit of a mixed bag with some uh, interesting games that were new to me that I enjoyed playing, uh, some other games that I was really expecting to enjoy and really did not like. So, as loads of people were doing top 10s for 2016, I'm going to join the bandwagon and be a bit of a sheep. So let's start off with my top 10. Now there are a few games that didn't make it on the list because I haven't played them or because whilst they were good I, I just preferred other games. So let's start off with some of the ones you might be expecting. Scythe. Now this was a great game. I particularly would have enjoyed getting the deluxe version with all the extra bits and pieces. Really, really nice production standards. But the game, whilst it was good and while it looked amazing, it played okay. So for me, it was a good, solid game, just... Mm, yeah, it was okay. I didn't feel the need to rush out and buy myself a copy, and if I wanted a copy, I'd want the Super Turbo Deluxe version, which uh, is quite expensive, and I don't think the game's good enough to justify that particular price point for me personally. However, I would happily play someone else's. So a good solid 7, I guess, on the Board Game Geek scale. Star Wars Rebellion, another really good game, looks really nice, but again, quite expensive and okay. Six, seven, yeah, probably a seven for me on the Board Game Geek scale. The other Seven Sins, now it looks great. The Kickstarter plastic tokens are amazing. The miniatures, when I've seen them painted, are great. The artwork's okay. The board was a little bit busy for me, and when I played it, I, I didn't quite understand the game. So I need to play this one again, because at the moment, I'm not feeling it. Um, it's a game that could be a seven but it's a six or maybe even a five right now um my second playthrough i might even drop it down below a five if it's the same experience for me i would just rather when i was playing it, i was like i'd rather be playing zombie side that was pretty much the case for me every single second i was like i'd just rather be playing zombie side than this personally so yeah it didn't really work for me however i can see there's some really good bits in there and i really like the thematic idea of like it's hell on earth and you're resisting that and but yeah just i i just didn't enjoy my play of it now a second playthrough might change my opinion on it and might put it back into the seven territory but yeah uh, not not great for me ascendancy a really good solid seven as well uh the bits holding it back is obviously it needs those expansions that have been delayed till 2017 and it's really a three-player game, and I, I don't see why you couldn't play it as a two-player game. I think they could have set it up so it would work as a two-player game. Um, so, yeah, um, a good game. Happily play it. Not quite good enough to make my top ten. And Cottage Garden, which is sort of a retheming of, I want to say, Patchwork. Um, really, really enjoyed that. I, I did have it on my top ten list, but some other games sort of just nudged it out. Now, there are three games that I'm expecting to slide into my top ten, but I haven't played them. I, I in fact, own all of them. So, Arkham Horror, the new card game. Uh, really liking the look of this. I need to play it to discover whether I like it. Now, I did quite enjoy Lord of the Rings, but the, the theme and the difficulty curve didn't really quite work for me. So, it'd be interesting to see how that moves across to Arkham, because as far as I can tell, it's Lord of the Rings became a little bit of Warhammer Quest, became a little bit of... Arkham Horror. So be interesting to see. I've actually sorted out the decks ready to play. Uh, I might have to run through that solo just to see how it works, but I've got a feeling that's going to make it onto my top 10 list, but 
Hasn't made it this year because I just haven't played it. Venus Deluxe, a reissuing of the classic Venus. Again, I haven't actually played this. Um, it arrived just before Christmas, and I um, just haven't managed to get it to the table. And then another game which I was hoping to play last night, but unfortunately didn't quite work, was London Dread. Um, six characters, but you can only play with four and a little bit of a real-time element. So there are a couple of bits there that might not mean I put it on my list, but the theme, the artwork, the idea of the game really, really appeals to me. And it's got this lovely app that's totally superfluous. You, you can just play some sound files or just read out from the book. It's the way to get apps integrated into board games, in my opinion. So I really like the look of this one. I'm expecting this to, assuming I like my play of it, it's going to go straight into the top ten and probably knock out um, you know, we're probably going at number eight, I'm going to say off the top of my head without even thinking about it. Okay, so now we've got those all out of the way, let's start with my top ten itself. So number ten is a game that I think it does require the right play group. I quite enjoy it. It's very dry, it's very unthematic, and yes, it is a Rainer Knizia game. It is Medici. Now, this is a beloved classic, and the new version that came out this year beautiful box, lovely artwork, really enjoy it. You've got three short terms, you've got a bid, and if you lose out on the first turn, it really sets you back. Um, it's a tight little game, but it, it is very dry, and it does require people who like the sort of more abstracty, I guess, sort of game. Um, so I really enjoyed this, um, but I've played it a few times now, and with a couple of people, it, it's not really worked, and that's taken away some of the enjoyment. So that's why I put it in at number 10. Brilliant production standards great little game but it's not going to sit well with people and i play with a lot of thematic um based players so medici yeah, it's not the best game for them because the, the theme it could be you know we're, we're buying and selling seashells or we're buying and selling goods or we're buying and selling weird colored shapes you know um that's not the point of the game let's move on number nine imhotep uh, again, a really good game. I haven't actually gone out and bought a copy for myself. I keep thinking about it. Uh, I think it is slightly better than Medici because it's going to appeal to more people. Uh, I did Amanara's which order to put these two in. But Imhotep, I think, gets the slight nod because it, it's going to sit better with more players. And you've got that really nice tactical, uh, tactical, tactile feel of uh, wooden blocks and stuff. Really nice little solid um, game. Again, the theme does sort of make sense to um, the game engine, but you could probably retheme it without too much trouble. Number eight, uh, again, a game I keep picking off the shelf and putting back on. I have actually played it at UK Expo. Part of the reason I haven't picked it up is a few people in my gaming group have it, and it is Pandemic Cthulhu version. And this is a really good re-theme of Pandemic. And when I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, I'm not interested soon as I started reading up about it, I was like, right, UK Expo, got to play it, apparently it's going to be there. Played it, really enjoyed it, thought I'm going to buy it when it comes out. So that's gone in at number eight. Um, as I say, part of the reason it's lower down than I was expecting it to be was because other games have come out that are A, just better, or B, um, not so many people in my gaming group have a copy. Number seven then, uh, played this last night, and I've heard about it, um, never seen it, and... It's sort of, I only heard about it in the last two weeks, to be honest, and that's Fabled Fruit. I don't know why this is flying under the radar. It's a really good game with a sort of legacy element whereby, as you play the game, certain new cards get revealed and old cards get put back in the box and you, you never play with them again. 
The good thing is, though, unlike a proper legacy game, there's no destruction, no mar- marking your cards. If you want to reset the game, just pull the cards back out of your kind of dead pile and put them back into play. And it's a really solid little game, and right up there with Power Grid, a great Mr. Freeze game. Uh, I am tempted to pick up a copy again, though. I think there's three copies in my gaming group, so you know these bottom seven, uh, bottom seven, bottom four games. Uh, this is number seven. Um, part of the reason they're down kind of in the bottom here is because lots of people have copies and I don't actually own most of these apart from Medici number six then is a game I did back on Kickstarter I saw lots of alarm bells and decided to drop my pledge in some ways that was good because of some of the drama that's happened but in other ways it's bad because this is a really good game and it's actually in Arado and Tom Vassell's Dice Tower Top 10 Project Elite, uh, so number six, Project Elite for me. Now the minis, they are not the beautifully detailed minis we were promised in the Kickstarter. There were production problems, there were inexcusable delays in production. Um, unfortunately there's been a lot of abuse for the game designer, uh, which is uh, part of Artipia, although they're blaming um, Draw Labs for a lot of the issues. Uh, and so it's a bit of a mess, unfortunately, and it's rather marred the reputation of this game. However, the figures not being immensely detailed is good for play because you're not going to be snapping bits off or or having difficult to manoeuvre figures. The artwork is good enough for the job. I think it could be a little bit better, but it, it's perfectly adequate for what it what it's meant to achieve. And the game engine itself is really, really nice. And it's a very enjoyable game. And part of me does regret having to drop out of the Kickstarter now. I could, I believe, order a copy directly from Draw Labs at this point, but the game is pretty much out of stock everywhere, and the designer has put a public letter out saying that due to the drama and the abuse and his personal feelings and the love he put into the game and the reward he's got for that love, he's very burnt out on this game and is just going to walk away by the sounds of it. So this is very sad, and uh, this is a big problem for, I believe, America, which didn't really get many copies of Project Elite. So, yeah, it's a bit of a sad one it's been making waves with lots of people very famous on youtube and podcasts and stuff and it seems to be a dead duck at this point and all because of drama caused by kickstarter and uh yeah kickstarter's starting to get a bit of a reputation at this point i think of some big projects that have caused all sorts of issues and project elites i think is going to join the ranks there for different reasons and it's a real shame talking of kickstarters number five Orcs Must Die. Now, this is a pretty, in my opinion, basic game. I did play it with my uh, family over Christmas, and they well, oh, it's really complex. There's lots of choices. There are some issues around the Kickstarter again. Some things were promised and then changed. Um, well, promise is a strong word. Some things were mentioned, and then they said, oh, actually, we can't do that, so we're going to do this instead, and that did cause a little bit of upset. But my biggest beef with the game is some of the miniatures have weird size bases for no apparent reason. And the cards are very small, which I sort of understand because you don't want the game to take up a huge amount of space. But it makes some of the text hard to read, particularly when they've gone with red text on brown backgrounds. What the hell were you thinking, the Peterson group? What what were you thinking there? However, having said that, the game plays pretty well. And it's a nice, fun, I would call it personally a lightweight game, but maybe it's light to middleweight game because 
although the actual game's pretty simple and the concept's pretty simple, there are lots of choices. Do I buy this kit? Do I upgrade my weapon? Do I buy this trap? Where do I put the trap? Uh, if this is going to appear, how am I going to do it? So there are some difficult little choices. There are some little issues with the rulebook as well. Um, the rulebook is perfectly adequate um, to do its job, but it, it could be a little bit better. We'll, we'll come back to that a bit later on. So yeah, very good, solid game. Um, not cheap because it comes with a lot of plastic crack, but you know, it's a pretty good solid game, so bang in the middle there. Um, would Project Elite, if I owned it, maybe jump ahead of Orcs Must Die? Maybe. I, I guess Project Elite's at number six because I don't actually own a copy and I have to go visit my friends uh, a few uh, miles down the road to actually get a game in. Talking of Plastic Crack and having to visit my friend to play it, number four, a game I didn't back on Kickstarter. Didn't back it because I thought, I don't really like the game, so why would I back it? And it's, you know, to get everything's quite expensive, and I've been kicking myself ever since because it is Zombie Side Black Plague. Now I'm not a big fan of Zombie Side. Now Zombie Side Black Plague is very similar to Zombie Side, but I think the move to the fantasy medieval setting with armor, spells, crossbows, longbows, hand weapons, the improved character dashboards, subtle tweaks to the rules, all of that mixed together. Although let's say it's only a two percent improvement in the game for me, makes it a 20% improvement in my enjoyment of the game. And I've been kicking myself ever since, because Zombieside Black Plague now, to get everything at retail, is a huge amount of money. On eBay, it's a huge amount of money, although potentially a little bit cheaper than at retail. But, you know, it's been a bit of a mistake there. I, I should have backed that one. Um, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I really, really enjoyed the tweaks to the game, but I do have a copy of my gaming group, and he's got everything. So it's not a total disaster. I do get to play it, and uh, it's definitely better than uh, any of the games that come before it. And it's debatable. Is it better than some of the games ahead of it? If I had my own copy again, it might creep up a little bit on the chart, but it's definitely in my top five, put it that way. Let's move on to a game I do, in fact, own. Uh, number three, Mythos Tales. Now... This is a re-implementation of Sherlock Holmes' uh, Consulting Detective, which I played over Christmas with my folks. They didn't enjoy it. It was a bit too much thinky, a bit too complex, and uh, too much reading and stuff. Uh, so it didn't quite work with them. But when I played Mythos Tales with my gaming group, uh, it worked really, really well. And I really enjoy this as a ex-role player. Mythos Tales and Sherlock Holmes work really, really well. And, of course... You, you probably notice I got some fantasy and horror stuff, so Mythos Tales being a mix of that is fabulous. The production quality, pretty good. Uh, I think they could have done a slightly better job on the map, um, but you know that's not really a big issue. I've got a Kickstarter version, so I've got the hardback book with the extra scenario. Uh, I would have actually preferred the hardback book be separate softback booklets, a bit like Sherlock Holmes. Uh, because it's very easy to accidentally read out stuff you shouldn't do, so use a bookmark. Yeah, use a bookmark with Mythos Tales, and make sure you don't accidentally read from the wrong part of the book. Um, but yeah, the production quality is pretty damn good on that, and I really, really enjoy Mythos Tales, and it's a really good thinky role-player type board game. Talking to Cthulhu, number two. I'm shocked that I've put this this high. Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Now, I don't actually own this. I keep getting in the shop and thinking, I want to buy it, I want to buy it, I want to buy it. And the only thing holding me back is almost like £200 to buy everything, particularly with this new expansion coming out. 
and it does rely on an app which niggled me at first. I really don't like the idea of an app with my analog board game. However, I'm not a big fan of first edition because of the monstrous setup time, the multiple decks, the many moving parts, and if you don't get it quite right, it all goes wrong. Second edition has streamlined all that brilliantly, and you've got a real sense of exploring a house where the map slowly gets revealed and the more times you play the scenario, the more you see things do subtly change. Now, the start point and the end point might be fairly fixed at this point, but the journey does vary. Slightly different rooms, slightly different monsters, slightly different events. And when a monster follows you, it doesn't seem like, here's a zombie, roll sanity, here's a zombie, roll sanity, here's a zombie, roll sanity. It's like, here's a zombie, it's doing this, you need to roll sanity. Here's a zombie, it's doing something newly hor- horrific. So, although it is in some ways the same thing of, Here's the same zombie over and over again. Keep rolling sanity checks. Because of the flavor text they put into the events, um, it does actually feel unique and refreshing rather than, yeah, it's just punishing me. So a subtle tweak maybe, but with a fully co-op game with an app running it, it's great. My only criticism is I think they need to bring out an expansion that brings back some of that kind of keeper of knowledge versus the players so you don't need an app to play the game i'd like them to bring some of that back try and keep the app streamline thing um but maybe make it so you don't need an app that's my only criticism of it but the app works brilliantly and it's the best app game combo i've seen now i played it with a laptop with a projector at my friend's house and it worked really well and basically he acted as a keeper and I said okay we're doing a puzzle click here click here click here do this do that and they actually just did it for me it worked really well I really enjoyed it Uh, in fact uh, as you probably aware I've got a 3d printer so I've downloaded some 3d parts to enhance the copy of the game so next time I see them I will be giving them some of those bits really really enjoyed the game and I am surprised I would never have put an app-based game anywhere near my top 10 list until I actually played the game. And I've played it two or three times now, and it's been different every single time. And it's been the same scenario. Uh, I think we won it, we lost it, we lost it. Then I think we played a different scenario, which really, really was enjoyable. And I think we did actually win that, but out of the four of characters we were playing with only one of them lived totally unaffected effectively Uh, i think one was mad and the other two died so really really good solid game highly recommend it if you're wary of the price if you're wary of the app try and find a buddy who's got it and try it it is really amazing i can see there are some flaws with it but for me it's the nearest thing you get to the cooler cthulhu role-playing game in a board game format absolutely amazing game talking of amazing games then number one my number one pick is a game i played my friend's copy having already been interested in the game having not backed it on kickstarter i literally went home went on google did a search for someone selling a copy of it bought it and it arrived before christmas i then filmed two three videos about it and uploaded it to my youtube channel conan amazing game Now, it's not perfect. Um, They've mucked up the Kickstarter versus the retail, in my opinion, by including some really cool characters in the Kickstarter, which aren't available at retail. In fact, they're Kickstarter exclusive, so you'll never see them officially, unless they do something different down the line, which I hope they do, because 
it's given a lot of stick for its portrayal of females and um, a lot of stick for the author's treatment of females and various racial issues, which is a great shame because the game is fantastic. The source material is fantastic, despite a bit like H.P. Lovecraft having some issues that to modern tastes are not brilliant. But that gem mechanic, um, Shut Up and Sit Down did a really good video of it. I like to think I've done a pretty decent video of it. Um, but yeah, the Shut Up, Sit Down, talking about the, the balancing act of moving the crystals and do you push your luck? Do you go all out? Do you save something back? Do you activate as the overlord this unit or and then activate it again? Or, or do you activate lots of different units? Uh, you know, What do you do? Really, really good, solid core game engine. The artwork's brilliant. It does use linen bits, which do not excite me that much uh, it's got some really nice miniatures um, a couple of yeah, not so good miniatures it's got a few typos um, the rule books are perfectly serviceable if you read them fully and fully understand the rules but yeah they, they could be seriously improved uh, as someone who does occasionally write rule books it is hard so I do have some sympathy for them writing a rule book in French having it translated into English and then having some issues um but yeah, there are some bits that are a little bit vague. Um, some bits that seem vague, but you read a bit further and you go, oh, heck, here, five pages later, I've got the answer to the bit. So yeah, not perfect. Uh, retail is, I don't know, 70, 80 pounds. Uh, you don't get as much. You're missing a couple of key figures, in my opinion, which you get in the Kickstarter. So lots of things, if you choose to dislike it, yeah, you're you're going to not like Conan. But for me, it's my number one pick of all the games that came out in 2016. And, you know, I went nuts and went out and bought a Kickstarter all-in pledge um, for more money than the Kickstarter would have cost me. But actually, for a pretty good price, in my opinion. And I could play this game solo um, yes, it is really a two or more player game. Uh, and on that front, uh, just repeating what I said in my YouTube video, I think it's a good two player game where you have an overlord versus Conan and his friends and you just have to play multiple characters. If you're not so happy to play multiple characters, I would say a good solid three player game where maybe you have an overlord character, someone playing Conan and then someone playing all the other characters. I think as the player count goes up, personally i think that's actually going to do the game a disservice because there's going to be a lot of potential for downtime however you can pick a chest throw an object to someone have them bash through a wall and then have someone walk through the wall and so you've got some interaction so you can choose to minimize the downtime by having the heroes do different things rather than go conan goes right conan's done this guy goes this woman goes but like or whatever so yeah really good solid game please please try it and if you're offended by a little bit of naked human flesh yeah you're gonna find issues with this game um you know conan is walking around in just a loincloth as is belit his um partner but uh, there you go anyway um hopefully you've enjoyed my little talk about 2016 now talking about games of all time uh, conan actually has made it onto my games of all time list so top 10 not in any particular order um the top two probably are in the correct order here though command and colors ancients absolutely love that game so much so i've sold off all my other command and colors games but i'm keeping command and colors ancients wings of war now rebranded as wings of glory 
really really enjoy the world war one um version of this i've got loads of miniatures unfortunately they're getting a little bit too expensive and i've got so many i am struggling to go out and buy more at this point particularly as i'm having a little bit of trouble getting uh, these first two games to the table but um these are tens uh, to me in board game geek terms crocodile i don't have a copy i probably at some stage will pick up one but i always want to play this this is a, a nine ten for me as well and um there was a kickstarter which may or may not have ended now are uh, for 99 dollars. unfortunately with the ship in it it put it up to a price where i could probably just go into a local shop and buy one for similar price conan um possibly might sneak in at three or four from my list jump straight in there i don't i don't see it dropping out from there to be honest but fantastic game race for the galaxy really like it i particularly like it um with minimal expansion bloat uh i've actually got the two standalone ones the um xenos invasion and the orb i I can't remember the names so i've actually got two copies of race for the galaxy each one with an expansion carcassonne series uh, in particular for me carcassonne the discovery fantastic game probably my dad's favorite game out of all the weird games i've introduced him to which aren't card games or classic monopoly cluedo Uh, in fact he liked it so much he bought his own copy so they could play it when i wasn't around Uh, the mask trilogy uh, probably the best game i'm not sure whether to go with mexica or java probably java because it's the first one i tried out of them but the mask trilogy really like them and i would include in that uh torres as well i know it's not quite the same thing it's not officially part of the master trilogy but for me you've got tcal you've got uh, mexica you've got um java and you've got torres that that and raj mahal or raj i can't remember its name all of those games i'd sort of mix in as one series of games very similar sort of mechanics and ideas but for me java is probably the one i'd pick if you force me to pick one of them the gip series again um it's difficult for me to pick the best one um i'm gonna go with czar for now um but that that changes uh, i am looking forward to the reprint because there is one of the gip games that i've played really enjoyed and i don't own and i can't remember its name just now but really really good abstract games and I, i'm a big fan of abstract games i have to say uh kingdom death monster now this is a rather overproduced overpriced over bloated sort of game but it's a rich intriguing game and i actually like the art style that kind of creepy weird okay slightly juvenile maybe dark fantasy but yeah i really enjoy that stuff i you know the, the heroes being heroes the 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 heroines being heroines the the helpless damsel the helpless male guys the weird creepy monsters with weird manga-esque elements about them just really really enjoy it now as i say it's a little bit of a mess of a game it's very random it's very um finalistic at times like oh roll a dice oh you rolled a one you're dead oh you rolled a two you wish you were dead you rolled a three yeah you're probably going to die oh you rolled a four yeah bad things happen a five yeah nasty things happen oh a six oh it's okay seven oh that's okay eight oh something good happened nine yeah great ten awesome things happen it's that sort of game you're gonna love it or hate it um it has sprues the minis are pain in the backside to assemble you're gonna need to have green stuff 
good modeling skills uh they don't really come with any instructions so lots and lots of things to hate but it's just a great game and it's on kickstarter at the moment although that's ending really soon so if you want to jump on the bandwagon there you can get it just be aware that to buy absolutely everything from the original kickstarter and this new kickstarter you're probably looking at a two thousand dollar at discount so ridiculously expensive ridiculously overpriced there are things they could do to streamline it it's on my list of things to do a youtube video about but Oh, it's just such a big task. It keeps getting pushed back. Uh, I will probably do a Kingdom Death video at some stage. Uh, if I fail to do a video, I'll probably do a, a podcast. And then last but not least, uh, I'd probably go with Cthulhu Wars. Again, a big Kickstarter has happened recently. Again, an overproduced game. And I have to say, 2016 for me was the year where I embraced the overproduced game. So, War of the Ring, uh, I'm getting the deluxe board uh, delivered with the new rulebook. And I'm going to use that with my first edition copy. Cthulhu Wars, Kingdom Death Monster, the Venus Deluxe and all that. I've started to embrace the concept of thinning down my game collection and having some gems. So, at the moment, my games collection is a little bit bloated. Um, I do have a series of games, for example, like Legendary. I've got a whole load of Legendary. Uh, I might start thinning the games down and try and pick the best breed. So, for example, with Legendary, if I had to keep just one version of Legendary, I would probably go with Legendary Encounters Alien. That is a fabulous, fabulous um, game, in my opinion. The other Legendary Encounter games, hit and miss, some really good bits, some okay bits legendary the original superhero game really enjoy that got lots of that it is starting to get a little bit too much though to be honest and i'm starting to get kind of what i call the dice master effect where the initial games come out you're like this is amazing i wish they produced more stuff then they produce more stuff you go that's great and then they produce more stuff you're like hold on this is getting expensive and then they produce more stuff you're thinking yeah whoa and then eventually go like no legendary's starting to veer a bit towards that uh for me so i am a little bit worried about that um but anyway there you go that's my top 10 of sort of all time anyway and there's a couple of games that might rotate in and rotate out but definitely i'd say probably commander colors ancients is number one wings of war is number two and then the rest vary depending on my mood um they kind of bounce up and down anyway that's enough waffle for now hope you enjoyed a little chat and until next time Happy gaming.